Unleashed various sports talk with me, John Lund from KMBR Radio in San Francisco. Four rookie quarterbacks have made it before Brock Purdy to championship games, but they've never made it to the Super Bowl. That would be 0-4. Why Brock Purdy could be different. Let's go. Ah, uh, yes, thanks for joining us. It is Unleashed, various sports talk with me, John Lund from KMBR Radio in San Francisco. Of course, you can hear Greg Pop and I as we get you ready for 49ers and Eagles from Lincoln Financial Field on Sunday from the flagship of the 49ers, KMBR. We're on from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. We are at Levi Stadium today. Uh, today. We are at uh, Levi Stadium tomorrow. We're at Levi Stadium on Friday, so make sure that you uh, stay tuned in. In a minute, I'm going to give you some news, and then we're going to get into what I uh, told you about. Four quarterbacks, four rookie quarterbacks, have gone to championship games, but they have never won. Brock Purdy will be the fifth. Can he change the fortunes? We'll go through what those quarterbacks have done. Some was, you know, defense, other things not related to them, but for the most part, those four quarterbacks failed to live up, up to expectations, with the exception of one, and I think you'll be surprised by the name that has actually played well. So we'll get into that in just a minute. Uh, a little bit of a procedural things. Thank you so much for joining us, whether you are listening on the podcast or the YouTube channel or watching on the YouTube channel. Please subscribe. If you're on the podcast, thank you very much. Apple, Spotify, your favorite places to get the, to the podcasts. And if you're watching on the YouTube channel, if you're, or if you're even listening on the uh, on the podcast, uh, join the YouTube channel as well. We do all sorts of uh, things. There's graphics, video, so you can actually see what you're missing on the podcast. Not that the podcast isn't great, it is. But uh, you can check it out on the YouTube channel as well. And uh, make sure, because we do chats when we need them. We'll do them uh, Wednesdays at 7, so we'll do one uh, coming up here shortly. And then also, uh, as needed. So Sunday we're going to do one, even though I'm going to do postgame, I'm going to slip one in for about a half hour after the game itself. So we do a ton of stuff. So uh, make sure that you uh, join the YouTube channel as well. All you have to do is search Unleashed, various sports talk with me, John Lund, KMBR Radio in San Francisco, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. with the voice of the 49ers, Greg Pop, as I told you about, and interact any old time you want, at John Lund Radio, whether it be Instagram, Twitter, however you want to do it, comment section in, on the YouTube, and we'd love to, like I said, to have you join the chats as well. So that is the uh, procedural things out of the way. Now to the meat of why we're talking about this. And let me first and foremost do this. I want to uh, get Kyle Shanahan's thoughts, and you can see it right there. And this is on Charles Menehue. Now, I think this is being misconstrued because I saw a piece in the New York Post today, and the headline was that Charles Menehue was going to play on Sunday, and that's not what Kyle Shanahan said. And as you can see right there uh, on the tweet that I sent out earlier today, Kyle Shanahan regarding Charles Menehue, quote, we feel very good about uh, letting the legal process play out by itself, and we don't feel like kicking him off the team at this time, quote, unquote. And as I say, not sure that means that he'll, pl that he'll play him or not. Kyle, that's the exact quote from Kyle Shanahan, and Kyle said they're not going to kick him off the team. He didn't say he was going to play, and we'll see. We'll see how the 49ers react to this. Obviously, there's been past issues. Alden Smith played too quickly, remember that, years ago in an Indianapolis Colts game. They caught a bunch of grief for it. And we don't know. I mean, it's. I understand it's a misdemeanor. I don't know the, the full details, only that what we read, he pushed down his girlfriend uh, at, at Santana Row in San Jose. She, she said her arm hurt, but there was no visible injuries, which makes it a misdemeanor, uh, according to the, uh, to the police report that I saw. So I don't know. I don't know what they'll do. It's a bad look if he plays, but they need him to play. It's a championship game, so we'll see. We'll see what the 49ers do. But Kyle was noncommittal, even though there's stories saying that uh, he's going to play. Kyle simply just said, as I just quoted, that he's not going to get kicked off the team, which is far different than he's going to play. Uh, do they need him? Absolutely. He's the type of guy in the middle of the field that they need. He's athletic. 
Um, I think right now he's their second best, best pass rusher other than Nick Bosa from just a football standpoint. He can play inside, outside. They need depth in the defensive line. Um, I think they, they do need him. I, I think that they do need him against the Eagles, but I understand and certainly respect the fact that they may not play him. So that's what's going on as far as that goes. Injuries uh, today or on Wednesday as far as uh, the 49ers are concerned. Debo Samuel came up with an ankle injury, but then I saw him on the field later in some video. He just said it was sore. It was no specific injury. And then everything else is the same. Christian McCaffrey, he's getting some rest this week. That's not a problem at all. Uh, A couple other minor injuries, but it's a championship game. Guys are still right there. The 49ers still are as healthy as they've been all season long, as are the Eagles. The Eagles are pretty healthy as well. So uh, their nickelback Maddox is really the only um, question mark other than guys that are already out on injured reserve, those kind of things. So the Eagles and the 49ers are healthy. The big thing was Debo, and everyone kind of panicked, but then Debo actually went to the podium later and just said it was general soreness. And then I saw him out on the field. Now, I don't know because they closed it off to the media how much he actually practiced, but he was out there warming up. So I expect Debo to be a full go. All right, let's move on to this quarterback thing. And, and you know this by now, and I'll put the five quarterbacks up there, and we'll, we'll discuss this. But if you're watching on the YouTube channel, those are the five rookies. Let me get out of the way of it. Those are the five rookies that have started title games at quarterback and the results. Sean King, who we're going to have on the show on Thursday. We were supposed to have him on today, but we had a conflict. So Sean King with the Buccaneers against the Rams – In 1999, they lost 11-6. Ben Roethlisberger, 2004. Now, the next year, he would get to the Super Bowl in Detroit, a game I was at, and uh, they won. They beat Seattle in the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 40, and it was controversial because of the officials. But in his rookie year, they lost 41-27 to the Patriots in the AFC Championship game. Joe Flacco in 2008, and the Ravens lost 23-17 to the Steelers. And you see Mark Sanchez there the next year, 2009, they lost 30-17 to 17 to the uh, Patriots, 30-17, to 17, or excuse me, to the Colts, 30-17 to 17 to the Colts. And then Brock Purdy, I have question marks. Do you like those graphics? Those are uh, nice and fancy. Uh, again, if you're watching in the YouTube channel, I'm sure you are um, suitably impressed. So I'll go through, because there are themes through this whole thing, and I bet you can probably guess what those themes are, right? Young quarterback, a uh, little bit nervous. Doesn't get off to a great start. Maybe throw some interceptions. Uh, is intimidated by being in the NFC Championship game. All those kind of things. So before I get into kind of what those quarterbacks did, and there are some varying degrees of uh, success, but most of it was low and most of them struggled. And I'll say this before we get into, and then I start showing you, you know, what the, what are the common denominators and why these quarterbacks didn't win and didn't go to the Super Bowl. So everybody talks about a rookie's never won the Super Bowl. Well, rookie's never even been Rookie quarterback has never even started the Super Bowl. All right, not only has they have they not win, they haven't won a championship as a starter. And I just throw, showed you the five starting quarterbacks in the in uh, in the scores of those games. Can Brock Purdy be different? Yeah, Brock Purdy can be different. But the thing that he has gotten the most praise for so far, and I'm not ripping him for it, and I'm not grading him on a curve. I've said that all week long. He's a seventh round pick, two sixty two. I'm not saying he's good for a seventh round pick because that doesn't matter anymore. It's not like golf. You don't get strokes on a certain hole. Oh, your handicap is is different. Oh, you get four strokes in this hole. It doesn't work that way in the NFL. You're either good or you're not. You either move on or you don't. That's just the way that it goes. And it doesn't matter if you were the first overall pick like Joe Burrow or you were the 262nd in the last pick like Brock Purdy. does not matter. At this point, it's just how everybody plays, and you know that. Um, is he gonna, I'll give you the positives. Is he going to be composed? I think he is. 
Philadelphia and Lincoln Financial Field, if you've ever watched a game there or if you've ever gone to Philadelphia and watched games, or if you, I mean, you know about the fans, it is going to be relentless and ruthless from the opening kick to the end, unless Philly's getting blown out. But that's just how their fans work. They, there is no letting up. Um, there is very uh, – the line is very thin in terms of what they'll say to you. And, you know, if there's snow, which I don't think is going to be, throwing snowballs. And Joe Staley told us on our KMBR show earlier this week, it's going to be tough. But I think that from a mental standpoint, he's going to be ready. I think that Dallas – and he talked about this today, and we ran the press conference on KMBR – that Dallas really helped them. The speed of Dallas, and he admitted it, it's kind of surprised him at the beginning, but guys in the huddle to a man said all week long this week, you know what? He never flinched. It was faster. It was different. It was different than Seattle, and this is going to be different than Dallas. It's going to be another notch up. But They said he never flinched in the huddle and was was absolutely cool about it. So unless he's one of the greatest actors of all time, um, I believe that Brock Purdy is going to be fine as far as the composure is concerned. Now, and, and I'm not sure that we can say that about these quarterbacks that I'm going to show you the numbers from. Now, the other side of the thing is it's not going to be good enough for Brock Purdy and after this game because his number one attribute was, well, he didn't turn the ball over, didn't turn the ball over, didn't turn the ball over. And again, that will be a reoccurring theme of quarterbacks who lost championship games, rookie quarterbacks who lost championship games in the past. But the other thing that I'll show you in these numbers in just a moment, these four other quarterbacks who lost championship games, is that they didn't make enough plays that just turning the ball over, not turning the ball over, is not enough. And they did turn the ball over. So that was a major problem because most of these teams with rookie quarterbacks were the lesser team. In fact, I'd say in all four cases they were. They were the lesser team. The better team won. But maybe a lot of it was they had quarterbacks who had either been there before, veterans. Again, I'll show you that. But it is not going to be enough and hasn't been enough as we look at commonalities among losses for these uh, rookie quarterbacks in these games. It's not going to be enough after this game, in my belief, that we say, hey, like Dallas, hey, he didn't turn it over. He didn't screw up. He didn't make a mistake. It, when you get to this level and these games and these teams are so good like Philadelphia is, it is not going to be enough to just not turn it over and hope your defense can get enough turnovers and make enough plays, which was the case against Seattle and when many who knocked it away from Geno Smith or against Dallas when Dak threw the two interceptions. I mean, they, they self-destructed to a certain extent, and you can't expect that, that Philadelphia would do that. And Jalen Hurts will make plays. And again, all week long on KMBR, people are like, oh, why do we even go? You, know, you love the Philly, the uh, Eagles so much. It's, look, they're a good team, and they deserve to be here, just like the 49ers do. But the 49ers are the underdog, and they're going to have to make plays. And to me, now Jalen Hurts hasn't been here before. Maybe he falls right in his face. But he's at home. He's been in the league a couple of years. I don't think anything's going to surprise him. He played in massively big games at Alabama, national championship games, played in big games at Oklahoma. Uh, I think that he's going to be fine. I don't think it's a question. You have a rookie quarterback making his, what, eighth, ninth start, whatever the case may be, going on the road. And, look, it's different. Seattle, yeah. Uh, Las Vegas, not even close. Those are the road games that he's played in. This is going to be a totally different animal. He'll have composure, but it's not going to be enough to not turn the ball over and not screw it up and not take sacks and not make stupid plays. You have to make big plays. Big plays. And those were missing against Dallas last week. Ten explosive plays, five runs, five passes against Seattle. That's the type of offense they need. They need big plays, and Brock Purdy is going to have to author those plays. So that's what I want to say before we get into this. All right, so let's look at each game just kind of individually, all right? So let's start in 1999. Uh, Buccaneers lose to the Rams 11-6, and here are the numbers, all right? So let's look at commonalities. 
Tampa Bay on the left, obviously. 23 rushes, 77 yards will not be enough against Philadelphia. Got to have that thir- magical 30 run. So 23 for 77, not enough. Uh, Sean King's numbers, as you can see, uh, completion, interception, yards, touchdown, INTs. 13 to 29, 163, no touchdowns, two interceptions. Eh, wrong. Uh, five sacks, 37 yards. No, they didn't get one sack on, this was the St. Louis Rams. 126 net passing yards, nope. 203 total yards, nope. Fumbles three, they didn't lose any, but it's still, you're thinking to yourself, okay, makes you nervous. Turnovers, they were plus one. They had two, the Rams had three. Uh, They kept their penalties down, which is something that the uh, 49ers will have to do. And then third down conversions. This will be a theme throughout when we look at these young quarterbacks, these rookies not winning in these championship games. Five for 14. I'll add those up at the end. And again, Sean King down here. 13 to 29, 163, no touchdowns, two interceptions, sacked five times, and a rating of 34. Okay, nope. And you know that, but I'm just, I'm establishing something here. Stay with me, all right? So that's Sean King. They lose 11 6 to the Rams, 1999. Big Ben, they lose to New England, but it's 41 23, or excuse me, 41 27. So this is more of a shootout, and he played against Brady, obviously, and that was a problem. This is 2000. Uh, 2004, and Brady had already won a Super Bowl at that point. Uh, rush yards, not bad. Uh, 30, or actually good, 37 for 163 and one. So that if you have that number, the 37, 163 and a touchdown against the uh, against the Eagles on Sunday, you're going to have a chance. Uh, Roethlisberger, this is the problem. 14 of 24, 226, two touchdowns, three interceptions, three interceptions, and look down at turnovers right here. Turnovers. Four turnovers, none for New England. Good night. Have a safe ride home, everybody. And again, just like in the first slide I just showed you with Sean King, third down conversions for Pittsburgh, four of 12. Now, look, they were only five of 12, but four of 12 is 33%. Not good enough. Down here, Roethlisberger again, 14 to 24, 226. Two touchdowns, three interceptions, only one sack, but a rating of 78.1. I think we said Sean King was 34, but still, 78.1, not good. All right? That's not going to get it done. Got to make plays. Can't just be efficient and not throw interceptions. Now, he did throw interceptions. He threw three. So, that was Ben as a rookie. They lose 41-27 to Brady in New England. And, again, Brady wasn't that great. 14-21, 207, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Now, the rating's high. There was big wins that day. I remember that. And that was in Pittsburgh. That was a home game. All right. Joe Flacco, 2008. Joe Flacco, 2008. Rookie quarterback going against the Steelers. Again, rush, 25 of 73, two touchdowns. Not horrible, but you got you to gotta hit that magical number of 30, and I don't think it can be for 70 yards. I think they've got to rip off some runs. I think they've got to have some explosives. I think they're going to be better. Again, your rookie quarterback went 13 of 30 for 141, no touchdowns, three INTs, sacked three times. Now, they got to, uh, they got to bend four. Total yards, 198. Are you kidding me? Three fumbles, lost one, and again... Ding, ding, ding. We talk about this all the time. Four turnovers to one. Plus three for the opposition. I tell you this all the time. You're sick of it. 80% of the time, even if you're plus one in the turnover margin, you win. Told you about third down conversions. This would be a theme. Three for 13 and six penalties. Both teams had six, but six penalties. Three for 13 on third down. Ain't not going to happen. Like I said, Flacco, 13 of 31, 141. Zero touchdowns, three interceptions. 18.2 rating. (laughs) <laughs> not good, but I don't need you. Uh, you don't need me to tell you that. And the fourth one, Mark Sanchez. 
Now, this is the outlier. This is the outlier. I know you're thinking, butt fumble? Mark Sanchez? Outlier? What are you talking about? 17 and 30, 257, two touchdowns, one interception, and a 93.3 rating. Brad Smith, who is a multi dimensional player, actually threw one for 45 yards. So, quarterback play for the Jets that, game, that day wasn't the problem. 17 and 30, 257. Here's the problem Peyton Manning. And remember, the Jets got to this game with defense. They lost 30 to 17, by the way. The score of this game was 30 to 17. Peyton Manning, 26 to 39, 377, 30, 123.6. And I'll give you another slide on the. On this game, I'll give you another slide on this game. So these are the total stats. But uh, look at the yardage that the Jets gave up that day, 461. So this was really defense, although the Jets only got 17 points. Got close on the 30 rushes, which I think the 49ers need to have 29 for 86. And again, I think you need to be better uh, as far as, you know, that 86 needs to be like 130, 140, 150, something in that range. But 360 net pass yards, 461 total yards. They didn't, and they were tied in turnovers. So you're getting closer, but the defense gave it up. And third down conversions, not bad. Six of 14 would like to be a little bit better. Uh, Indy was only four of 11, but they didn't look like they needed to. So again, six of 14, not bad. So the quarterback was not the issue that day for the Jets. It was actually the defense, which gave up 461 yards, and Peyton Manning shredded him. So not exactly uh, Sanchez's fault, but he only led him to 17 points. And by the way, all 17 were in the first half. No points for the Jets in the second half. So you put that on the quarterback, maybe. But just letting you know. So in conclusion, let me get to my in conclusion uh, thing here. In conclusion. Where's my in conclusion? Maybe I took that off. No, 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 no. Oh, here's conclusion. Uh, very fancy right there. You see that? Okay, so I told you about Manning, but it, so that's the outlier. The other three games, so Sanchez lost in the 2009 AFC Championship game 30-17, to but the other three games, the other three rookie quarterbacks playing in championship games, 47 points in three games, that's 16 points per game. Not going to be enough to beat Philly, obviously. And the quarterbacks threw eight interceptions in three games. They lost the turnover battle uh, overall, minus two. And on third downs, I told you that would be a theme, 12 of 39 on third downs. Not going to be good enough. So that's your conclusion. And then you look at quarterback ratings from that, a 78 from Big Ben, a 18 from Flacco, and a 34 from Sean King. Can we add that up real quick? 42, I don't know. That's about a 50 rating, 40. Yeah, it's about a 40 rating, actually, out of your quarterback. So maybe you already knew these kind of things, but essentially what happened was couldn't run it well enough, didn't run it enough because they were falling behind in some of these games. Uh, in one outlier was the defense, but it was mostly offense and it was mostly inefficient quarterback play. The overall average rating with an 18.2 in Flacco and a 34.8 from Sean King and a 78, which was actually the best out of Ben Roethlisberger, but multiple interceptions. You saw Flacco with three. You saw uh, Roethlisberger with three when he was a rookie. You saw Sean King with two. Uh, that's eight interceptions in those three games, three, three, and two from those quarterbacks. Can't do it. And I know that Brock Purdy is taking care of the ball, so you're thinking to yourself, okay, well, Purdy's not going to do that. Well, we'll see. And if we give him the benefit of the doubt, okay, let's say Purdy doesn't throw interceptions. But what they have to be able to do is convert on third down, and I showed you 12 out of 39. That's less than 33%. Convert on third down, run the football 30-plus times. Remember, when the Eagles lost earlier this year to the Redskins, which was the only game that they lost with Jalen Hurts as the starting quarterback, the other two were with Gardner Minshew, and he was not good. The, the game they lost to the Redskins, which was the only game that they lost with Jalen Hurts starting, 
The Eagles committed four turnovers, and the Redskins ran the ball 49 times. Now, do I think they're going to need four turnovers? No, but I think they might need two, and then Brock Purdy doesn't turn the ball over, and those, those have to be turned into touchdowns. I don't think Kyle Shanahan, and this might be much to your chagrin, is not going to change his fourth down philosophy. He's going to put points on the board. He thinks points are going to be important. I think Philadelphia is a lot like Kansas City in that if it's close, let's say, like last week, for example, there was a fourth and one in his own 39. They punt. It goes out of the end zone. Wisnaski's punt goes out of the end zone. They net 19 yards. Well, that against Philly, I, do, I think you got to score touchdowns. I think it's just like Kansas City. If you want a field goal, field goal, field goal, I guess you beat Dallas that way. That's nice. But I do think they have to be a little bit more aggressive, so I would put that as part of the game plan. So run efficiency and amount of times. Keep Philadelphia's offense off the field. Don't turn the football over, which Brock has been good. That's been a theme with these young quarterbacks. Less than 33% on third down for these rookie quarterbacks. Got to be a lot better than that. And defensively, the the 49ers have got to be what they have been. So my point in bringing all of this up is, and you're thinking to yourself, well, rookie quarterbacks make those mistakes, no doubt. Brock Purdy will have to make plays. I think they're going to have to go back to the Seattle game and make explosive type plays. It's going to be difficult to do, but that's what you're going to have to do against Philadelphia. And they are designed, we talked to a guy named Bull Wolf, who you should read in The Athletic, and he broke it down really, really well. You'll, they're one of those bend-but-don't-break defenses that from the 20 to the 20, you'll be fine, but you're, they'll let you, almost let you, almost let you. But they're not giving up 50, they're not giving up 60, they're not giving up 80. That's how they're designed to be. Nothing over the top. And they'll tighten up as things go, and they got a great pass rush and all those kind of things. But you have to take advantage, and you have to make plays, even though Philly's defense is designed not to allow big plays. That's their big thing. They'll even, you know, the run for a few, okay, not the big run, not the big pass. That's what Bo Wolf told us from the Athletic. And if you go back and you start wa- and you watch Philadelphia, you can see that that is absolutely the case. But from the quarterback position again, five. He'll be the fifth quarterback. Will Brock Purdy, and the reoccurring theme outside of Sanchez, who played pretty well. But again, the Jets didn't score in the second half of that game, and you got to put some of that on the quarterback. Efficiency, not turning it over. Third down efficiency, run the football. Three of those four teams didn't. And then he's got to make plays. Those quarterbacks, as you could see, and even in Mark Sanchez's case, they didn't make enough plays. And so to think that Brock Purdy's just going to be efficient, not turn it over like he did against Dallas, and they're going to win the football game, I highly doubt it. Could it happen? Sure it could. Philly could have an off day. The defense could be really, really great. Maybe I'm underestimating the defense. My thought on the defense is, and it did look better than it had. It was getting a little bit leaky there. It looked better than it had. I know C.D. Lamb got a 46-yarder. But it has been it had been looking better. So they've got to play their top game. They've got to not give up big plays, which they have done in the past. Uh the only the 46 yarder to CD. He gave up they gave up the 50 yarder to DK in the Seattle game. But other than that, they played pretty well. They have tightened things up. But the type of quarterback Trent Dilfer getting to the to the Super Bowl and winning it, for example, that Baltimore defense, I just I don't think that the 49ers are quite at that level defensively. So he's got to make plays. It's not I don't think. It's going to be a 19-12, 19-17. I think this is going to be a little bit high, higher scoring affair, which means if Philly's going to make plays, and I think Jalen Hurts will because he's multidimensional, as good as this 49ers defense is, and I think it is good, I just don't know that it's Baltimore Ravens of early 2000. I don't know that it's Steelers of the 70s, Bears of the 80s. You get the idea, which means that Brock Purdy is not going to just be able to be efficient, hand it off, not throw interceptions, be extremely careful, and not make plays and get to the Super Bowl. That's my thought. So give me your thoughts. 0 for 4, are those quarterbacks, rookie quarterbacks, 
in championship games, and there is obviously a reoccurring theme of mistakes, not enough big plays, not enough third-down efficiencies. Give me your thoughts on what you think of that and if Brock Purdy can actually break the curse. And like I said, I think he can. It's not a curse, really, but I think he can do it. I think he's made he's made plays. We've seen him make plays. I don't think composure is going to be an issue. You could see, and I went back and watched these games, there was composure issues. There was a composure issue with Sean King, composure issue with Roethlisberger, uh, composure issue, and not as much with Sanchez. They got off to a really good start, but it's absolutely, and I think that Brock Purdy will be fine, and I think Dallas very much helped him last week. So if you want the optimistic side, he'll be composed. Uh, the Dallas speed, I think, will help him. I don't think he's going to be as shocked or surprised, even though Philly is even that much faster than Dallas. Dallas had 54 sacks. Eagles had uh, have 70, and they get it from four different players. Four, four players are 10-plus sacks. Asan Reddick is extremely fast. I am still nervous about him consistently leaking out left, which that's just what he's done his whole life. But having to turn your body completely uh, could be susceptible to, you get, to getting the ball knocked out, fumbles, and so forth. And as I said, they just can't make mistakes against this Eagle team. And history shows us that rookie quarterbacks who make mistakes in these games lose the game. So that, give me your thought. At John Lund Radio, uh, do you think Brock Purdy can change things, change this trend? I won't call it anything else but a trend, 0 for 4, for rookie quarterbacks in championship games. If you think so, tell me why. Put it in the comment section here in the, on the YouTube channel or hit me up at John Lund Radio, both on Instagram and Twitter. That is your can he break the string for Brock Purdy? Can he break the string? It is Unleashed, Barry Sports Talk with me, John Lund from KMBR Radio in San Francisco, live from Levi Stadium again Thursday, 11 to noon. So Greg Papa's with me every day, the voice of the 49ers. 49ers analyst Tim Ryan comes in. So jump in on KMBR tomorrow from 11 to noon and listen to Tim Ryan break this whole thing down. He's salivating. I talked to him earlier. He's salivating for the opportunity to do that. Uh, make sure that you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Subscribe to the podcast. Remember, you can do that. Apple, Spotify, every your favorite podcast. That is Unleashed. Barry is more sock with me, John Lund from KMBR Radio in San Francisco. Only on the Locked On Podcast Network.